0: game the podcast about creating crappy board games from one board family i'm your host ryan gatowski joined as always by
1: rick white and ryan i had a traumatic experience this morning really i found a spider in the water tank of my Curie, and now oh, no. i don't know if i can trust anyone anymore like no. I, I think i'm i might be just done with everything i'm gonna become a minimalist Throw everything out the window. Live in a tiny um, home. Live in a tiny home. Just put a mosquito net over the entire tiny home. Um, so you've been
0: drinking. You've been drinking spider coffee for spider a Spider coffee.
1: Days. Yeah. Ooh. Um. Yes. Yes. Have you noticed a different.
0: Have you gained any uh, superpowers? Can you shoot webs from your wrists? Is there like special vision that you have?
1: Like no. You see I thought eighties? I was growing new legs, but it was just a pimple. Oh, um, so, you know, um, oh. I'm working real hard.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. Well, our guest is waiting on the line for us, uh, to stop our ridiculousness as always. So, uh, Casey Umbuago, how are you doing today?
2: Hi Ryan. I'm fine. I'm fine. Hi Rick. I'm fine. Hello. Hello.
1: Guys? I hope there are no spiders in your coffee. Like I've had to uh, deal with. It depends. Do you want the truth or the half truth.
0: Oh, cool. Well, <laughs>
1: I don't. Right now, I'm not sure I can handle the truth, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Uh, well, interestingly, uh, the other day I, I was uh, actually watching two spiders uh, for real, and they were like building these webs. and uh, I was just thinking of this game idea, but that's just where it is still a game idea. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah Hey, there are not, I, I've said it for years. there's not enough spider games. Spiders are an underrepresented creature that uh, I mean, what do we have in in spider games? We've got Spinderella. Uh, what other spider games can you think
1: of? Not, not bag of spiders came out a while back, but it was like a more of a joke thing. but yeah. yeah, game designers out there, instead of making yet another thing about space, or elves and goblins and stuff. Make something about spiders. Okay? Yeah. 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 Because I mean, honestly, I'm tired of playing your, your elf games. That's what He's, it is. Um, really. You are it's a on.
0: Games. Yeah, yeah, more spider more spider games. Come
1: on, more spider games. So. Yeah. Let well, the theme of this. You know what, Ryan? We're changing the theme right now. You and I are pitching spider games. No, <laughs> no. I don't.
0: I don't know enough about spiders. So. Very cool. So Casey, uh, people know you all over the internet uh, from from whether it's uh, some of your reels or TikToks. Um, uh, you have actually uh, done a lot of work in your home country. Uh, why don't you tell us a little about what you do uh, in game development and in the board game industry? Okay.
2: Thank you, uh Thank you, thank you Rick. Uh, so I, I have to add advice game designer a tabletop games designer but i'm also the founder of nib games which is uh like the backbone of all the other works that i do and um card games we are into designing um are into production that's manufacturing and they're also into the uh, raising awareness of tabletop games and each of these are solving really really important problems if Anyone that is a tabletop game designer wants to strive in Nigeria. Uh, so the reality is that uh, the awareness of the modern tabletop gaming is it's, it's still very, very young. It's at, at the infant stage. Uh, a designer might not necessarily be able to find where to publish their games or where to make their games. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, most people in Nigeria to not realize how big the tabletop game industry is. So it's more like the old classic, not even the new classic like Uno, Catan, and all of those. What you see here, um, Chess, Monopoly, Scrabble, Mm -hmm. uh, Walt, uh, Ludo, and Makala. Uh, Makala is very popular in different parts of Nigeria. So what uh, what Nika does as as, as, a company is to promote everything that has to do with tabletop games. we started a cafe in twenty. We to open a cafe in 2018, and we opened it we opened it to the public in 2019. Until then, we didn't know we were the first in West Africa. Until a news agency, one of the Nigerian popular news agencies, said, "Oh, this arguably the West in West Africa." Mm-hmm. Uh, that was where we saw how important what we are doing was at the time. And then so far, we've helped other clients. And apart from my own personal game as a designer, we've helped other clients. Uh, publish uh manufacture 32 32 of their games and so these That's are awesome. people who uh, yeah it, it actually is that these are people that when they enter the cafe or when we're having meetings for the first time you, know, you could see that excitement like that relief uh, from from their eyes or from their voice because They've done all the research and all fingers, all the links, all the information are pointing outside Nigeria. And that is stressful. It's very stressful and very expensive. And then now they get to see that, oh, you can actually make it indigenous. And you can control the quantity you make. Because if you're making it outside, you probably are looking at 5,000 copies. And you're not sure about the Nigerian markets. But now they have the option of, okay, you know what, you can try 50 copies and try... Of 100 copies and all of those, so that's the problem we are solving and then in 2016 we also opened up the african board games convention so this is a gathering of tabletop enthusiasts and it's actually exciting because um on monday we posted the first uh flyer to announce the date yeah. so we we held off on the on the uh on the venue and other details um i think we'll do that next week uh, we're planning like a live something small live show that we we'll just do to announce it so it started in 2016 where people just come in uh 2016 was a bit small but last year it was whoa it was really good even with the whole covid uh yeah. omicron uh so we had people from other countries visit for the first time and uh, this year we're actually looking forward to this year so that's basically what we do we'll, we'll, all of what I do, it for me, it's a full time job. I resigned from. Um, I was. I used to work with a British organization here in Nigeria. I resigned twenty nineteen to focus fully on being a tabletop game designer and also working in with Nipkart Games in you
1: know, raising awareness.
0: That's incredible.
1: And uh, stressful. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, don't yeah. you feel just just like under accomplished now? Don't you feel? I know. I'm, I'm like- sitting
0: here. I'm sitting here writing game reviews and working full-time during the day and stuff like that and meanwhile you know Casey's over there like oh yeah we got a tabletop festival and we're helping you know we're publishing games every year and you know no 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 yeah. I, I do not I do not work alone I have a lot of help um we have a great community so i I depend
2: on this community and then there are a lot of international support yeah. as well like Mentorships, I could ask questions. Uh, Even at some point, people will sponsor some of our projects. So um, I think I have support for all of this.
0: That's cool. And, and if you've ever interacted with Casey, so uh, Casey, you, we've interacted uh, in some of the board game groups on Facebook and stuff. And I see your, the things that you post online, uh, love it, you know, follow y'all on Twitter. And so it's, it's really cool. It's really cool to just see how this has grown and, and, you know, the future of uh, Nib Card and uh, just board gaming in Nigeria is, is pretty incredible. So Thank you, All right. You are you are here as a guest judge on Will It Game. Basically, uh, Rick and I are going to pitch two board games to you. You've picked the Thank theme you. of war games with mythical creatures, which is a really unique theme. Really, really good job with that one. Um, so we're going to pitch two board games to you. And then at the end of the show, you're going to have to choose which of these is the least crappy board game pitch. So are you ready to judge us harshly?
2: Uh, um, maybe not actually, But are there keywords or, uh, uh, key categories or should I just, um, use my own categories?
1: Uh, yes. yeah, I think that would be interesting judging on categories. Um, usually people just, they, the, the pitches are not good enough for them to, they just have to go Ugh, and then just kind of, it's like when you were little and you ate vegetables that you knew were good for you, but like yeah. you didn't want to do it. That's kind of like, like what this is
0: or the, you know broccoli you know
1: yeah so. yes it's kind of like that so okay 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 <laughs>
0: all right so rick do you want to go first or do you want sure. Me to sure i first?
1: mean i'm tired of hearing you talk so i'll go ahead um oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so um one thing about this podcast that we you know is it's just a staple of of our shows is ryan ripping off other board games yes um and you know i've decided that today I'm really just going to lean into that and do it myself. So today I am pitching to you Root, the Mythical Monsters Edition. So Root, which came out several years ago, took cute woodland creatures and had them fight each other. And was an asymmetric game where each of the characters played differently um, and was really popular. Um, And now I feel that the brand needs to expand into something far more terrifying. So um, just like in Root, players will have asymmetric teams of different mythical creatures. So you've got the dragons, which can move all over the board and burn stuff down, which is, you know, always handy when you're in combat. Um, and they're trying to protect their tre- the, the treasure that they've collected smog style. Um, basilisks can kill you just by facing towards you and they are trying to rid the world of weasels, which, according to... I learned a lot about mythical creatures while getting ready for this game pitch, and I did not realize that weasels are a basilisk's weakness. Who knew? Didn't see that in Harry Potter. Um, And then, um, that would have been hilarious if Harry Potter, in the second book, second movie, was just, like, down fighting the basilisk and whipped out a weasel. Like, that should have happened. Anyway, um... Pixies are large in number, so they can quickly overwhelm their enemies, but really, they just want to have a good time. So they're just trying to um, find areas and control areas so that they can have parties. Um, And then the last group, just to kind of keep people on the hook, we're going to vote on on Kickstarter. Now, some may argue that that is because I was too lazy to to design another group, and they may only be partially right. Uh, Personally, I'm hoping for a chupacabra, um, but we'll see what happens. Um, players each will have their own powers and skills for their turn related to their mythical creature. So, um, Pixies will just produce a lot of units, for example, each turn. Dragons can move around the board more quickly. Um, Basilisks, their ability to attack is a little bit stronger. So that's just a lot of different things that you'll be looking at. Um, they'll also have some super powerful moves that they can use once per game to match with their mythical awesomeness. Um... And, of course, this is going to be on Kickstarter, so stretch goals will include um, over-the-top minis, um, but with powers. You know, We're going to have a dragon mini, and it's going to actually shoot fire. At what point does it stop being a mini and become a lighter? I'm not really sure. Mm. Um, Then um, we'll also, for the higher backers, we're going to make them into a mythical creature themselves. So um, we'll write myths about um, these people, and they will become legends that will be passed down from generation to generation i'll let ryan do that part um and so <laughs> this is my pitch for root mythical monsters edition
2: thank you thank you Rick.
1: Uh, oh you, I, I would say you're welcome but like i'm <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little worried that that wasn't very good so um we'll just say i'll say thank you for your thank you <laughs> thank you for listening yeah, thank, thank you for question. not hanging <laughs> up on us.
2: I resolved my question so that it doesn't give a right so to us.
0: <laughs> All right, so we'll have back-to-back questions. I think this will be good. So this one, uh, my game pitch is called Fear the Folk." The Finfolk are a mythological creature that comes from Scottish folklore. Uh, I did some research on this, not very deep research, so if somebody from Scotland is listening, please, please, send the hate mail to rick at oneboardfamily.com.
1: Ryan, I'm going to pause you for a moment. Can you please say the title of your game three times fast?
0: Fear the (laughs) Finfolk. Fear the Finfolk. Fear the Finfolk.
1: Okay, you slowed down a little bit, but I'll I did, I did, I did.
0: (laughs) So, in the Orkney Islands, the there are tales of this tribe of shape shifting sorcerers that. Uh, basically spread around the island uh, In Fear of the Finfolk uh, Players work together to wage war Against these sea controlling creatures The game takes place on a double layered game board That represents the seas uh, So boats will be sailing across the sea And fighting on the water And then underneath in the boor- on the board below uh, Is going to be the mythical under uh, city That uh, exists underneath the water Where the Finfolk live the game starts by diving into the lore, uh, this lore book that comes with the game, and uh, basically you read a scenario, and then the scenario will have you craft a deck of cards uh, from a couple different decks uh, for your particular game. So let's say scenario four, uh, they would the game book would say take decks A, C, and F, merge those together, shuffle them, this way you have a unique experience that's unique from the other scenarios in the book. To start the game, maybe the Finfolk came upon the shore and terrorized a village during the night. Uh, Now players have to sail their ships and use resources to capture the Finfolk, each time learning more about the creatures. Because the scenarios are all built using these modular decks, you can actually play a variety of games without them ever being exactly the same. Because you have different small decks that all merge to become one storyline. Encounters will play out using dice with another player rolling for the Finfolk, Uh, similar to a game like Horrified where somebody at the table will roll for the monster. So somebody will roll the dice for the Finfolk and then collecting enough information about these sea dwelling sorcerers will unlock the lower board where you can take the battle straight to them. In their underwater city, uh, this I think this would be a really cool game because uh, the this idea of Finfolk, these sorcerers of the sea, these people, these like creatures that um, that come from. Pro- I've never heard of the Finfolk personally, um, but I thought it was a pretty cool mythological uh, creature and lore to pull from, and that whole double side double tiered board is something that we don't see often in board gaming. So that was my pitch for Fear of the Finfolk. Thank you, too, Ryan. I I know my pitch was better than Rick, so uh, um,
1: yeah. His confidence has led to rudeness. I'm is, gonna say um, I'm gonna happening. say you're welcome.
0: Okay. Okay. So Casey, um, do you have any questions for uh, yeah, these? Yeah,
2: I actually do. I, tried to, uh, I tried to love that they are that they are research in board games. I they Potter reporter uh, reference and um, Scotland uh, going deep in Scotland. I mean going. Not so deep in Scotland history. Um, my question is for the two games: are they family games? Um, are they both family games, or could they both be family games and are they both lightweight or heavyweight
0: games? I would say mine's a medium weight game, and it would like it would be fine for families, but I think with older kids. So uh, if you think of, I'm thinking of games like Horrified and things like that, where like th- there's some, you know. Ooh, that's a ter- I I wouldn't want like a f- four or five year old to go to bed worrying about the <laughs> knock- knocking smile, at their window, smile. you know? So I would, I would say eight plus, you know, somebody who, helpful. you know, just a little, a little bit scary. The illustrations will be just a little like, Ooh, that's creepy.
1: Mine will probably be higher age because it's asymmetric going to be a little more complex with the rule set. And I think the artwork, you know, Roots very cutesy. I think this is this is Root trying to attract another audience that like sees cartoon eyes and has to like. They decide they have to run away. We're appealing to those that are looking for more of a like serious gaming experience. I don't know. That's at least how I'll sell it. I obviously I'm a great seller here, but just no, being, I don't know. Whatever. It just you know. What do you guys want? I,
2: I love both games. Uh, obviously, I, I still have to choose one. I love both games. I I enjoy that uh, uh, roots the mystical creature version. Uh, there are a lot of varieties of creatures and uh, uh, yeah, creatures and it actually opens up uh, to new. I love the Kickstarter bit. Uh, I'm not sure most people would think uh, your, the the designer or the creator is lazy. It just opens up to new uh new creatures it could have it actually even be a kind of voting thing like uh just just like ryan uh uh pointed out like there are Scottish uh mythological creatures there mm-hmm. might even be nordic there are even a lot from africa and could be a vote so i love that aspect that there are a lot of varieties for creatures to feature in uh i, I enjoy that i love from i'm just talking from the politicians point of view like pitching a game that is coming out from an already popular game. I mean, Root is so popular. I haven't played Root, but I, I see it everywhere on the internet. So it's actually mm-hmm. easy to tell someone, oh, it's it's actually like Root. So anyone that enjoys Root, myself, let me just give it a try. Um, For, what's the name of the game? Fear
0: the Finfolk.
2: Fear the, folk. Folk. Fear the folk. I, I, I I'm not so sure if I enjoy that it's focused on I, maybe I didn't I didn't hear that bad well, but it's, whether it's just focused on just one creature and uh, then the creature terrorizing farmers and all of those, I'm not so sure if I enjoy. Unless there's a, a way it can be expanded, like mutations. And, I mean,
0: gotcha. Yeah, so the Finfolk apparently the Finfolk from my understanding, reading, reading up on the internet, um, they were basically like a, a, group of creatures, like these creatures that, um, some of the mythological, some of the folklore behind it is actually that they would come, they would come on shore and they would terrorize, uh, this Island. Uh, they also apparently had this ability, this like ability to control the seas and the waters. Um, and during the winters, I believe it was during the win. I think during the summers they would come on land but during the winters, they would live underwater in their, like, apparently super, it almost sounds like Atlantis a little. It, it's this, like, really extravagant city underneath the water. And so um, so it's, it would be more than one, cre- it, one creature type, but it would be lots of, you yeah. would basically find species. these groups. Groups of, yeah, like a species, yeah. Like a group of fin folk, so... Okay 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 and then i added a collective
1: love... noun for that like a yeah. uh, a fleet of finfolk there we go sounds <laughs> there we go. good sure. okay. yeah okay. <laughs> a, a gaggle of finfolk
2: fin. i mean yeah, they're yeah. on water anyway so yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah okay and then i i enjoyed the uh, the yeah, sorcerers uh, uh kind of makes it real like well you can use technology to fight mythical cool, but I mean magic probably science that we don't understand. So in a way it's mm-hmm. still technology. I am just trying to make sense of it. I love yeah. that they are so sorry. And I enjoy the dice roll. Uh for me I love that the dice roll brings out that uh uh chance chance component in a game. Uh since you don't know which one you're going to I enjoy strategy, I enjoy like and um, draft cards. I'm just assuming with uh uh roots the mythical creatures. I'm just assuming because it wasn't clear if it's drafting cards uh, uh, or rolling dice, how you know which, or just you, the creatures you pick, that's how the ones you go to, like you play the games with. I'm not sure if that is the case, but I love that you roll dice in the game. I enjoy games like roll dice because it changes the whole like now that is what you've been dealt with so you should use that so that's why i like i love the the sorcerer like i said i both love that there are researches in both games i don't know how long it took for those whole games to be planned uh
0: only only a couple minutes that's why we worry that we're going to get hate mail (laughs) from somebody who actually knows about these mythical creatures
2: (laughs) that's really impressive like wow okay okay so do i really have to choose a game you have, you yes, have you have to, to choose up. a game. And, we'll do a drum just roll so in you, know, you know, We're all
1: winners. There's this saying here in, in the Café. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. This is usually what I get told before I lose. <laughs> <laughs> no, I
2: mean, if you're, if you're having fun on a gaming table, then you're winning. That's <laughs> okay. true. So That's absolutely if you're true. you're having fun on this podcast, then you're already a winner. Rick, I mean... But uh and Ryan as well, but I'm going to go with um Fairly Feen Folk. Ah, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I mean the replayability, the fact that you can um build different bots and you create a new different storyline. I love that too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was trying to. I was trying to think of. There are a couple games where you take uh, different decks and kind of merge them together, and they kind of make a story. Um, and so I, that's something that I think for replayability, that's a thing that I'm really into. Replayability for a game, like what makes a game? You know, because if you play Pandemic, you play Pandemic a couple times, and you kind of that's it. You know that's mm-hmm. why people like pandemic legacy because there's a story each time you go in. It's not mm-hmm. the same solve this, push cubes, play a card. Um, yeah. But if you have a deck of cards that's dictating the story, I feel like it adds more adds more flair to it. So
2: I actually like that when games I playable. you. You're welcome,
1: Ryan, you've already won. You don't have to keep talking about how. No, I, I'm areas. just thinking
0: about the idea. Like some of these, some of these games that we pitch, we actually really like. You know, we actually really like the concept. Um, and but we're never going to do anything about it. So, um, but I am excited about whatever the spider game is that's going to eventually come from KC. Um, yeah. yeah. Hopefully, we've...
2: hopefully. hopefully. Yeah.
0: I'll look for the super cool spider game that comes out in the future. So uh, so Casey, tell, uh, tell people where they can find out more about you and Card Games and about your convention that's coming up in the fall.
2: Oh, okay. Um, so we're we are, we are on social media. We're on um, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. It's Nipcard Games. Nipcard Games. That's N-I-B-C-A-R-D, then Games. Um, the website also, NibcardGames.com and then uh, for the convention either use just, just google african board games convention it's easier that way or conventions in board game conventions in nigeria but there's a website the appcon.com guys. n.com uh that's pretty much where you find us or if it's easier just just google tabletop games in nigeria and you just most likely going to see nip cards or
1: uh appcon that's awesome very cool and do you guys also yeah. have a Kickstarter coming soon?
2: Yes, thank you so much, Rick, for bringing it up. Yes, we actually do. We have a um, campus Mohalla coming up. It's very it's an exciting year because, um, we we not only use the makala uh, uh mechanics uh where you're drafting and distributing like you know the way you distribute stones, we use that in the cards, but it shows. You the characters that exist in a typical African university. Um, the, the good thing about this is that uh, I've already shared the links, uh, the draft, the page draft links to some people, and they had to question some of the characters especially in terms of gender and, uh, uh, appearance. But that is the beauty of the thing. Now, when they hear the the stories behind it, it started making sense. And that is one of the things that we want to do as NIPCAD, to be able to tell our stories, not to change mm-hmm. the stories Sorry, right so when it's oh okay this is why this character is this gender this is why this character is this gender because in a typical uh, uh, campus in nigeria the disparity is almost the same 50 50 or 49 51 but the rose it's it's just crazy like ah campus Wala is coming up um we plan to to launch august 12th uh but Something might happen on my shift, but definitely in August. Right, we are launching. But the link is already out. It's on all the social media, like the notification links and all. Um, it's a game. It's beautiful. It's a game that uh, it's received more acceptance than a previous game. So I'm actually looking forward and excited about it.
0: That's awesome. Very cool. Well, Casey, thank you so much for joining us and be sure to follow him online, uh, get all the information about what is happening in board game development and board gaming in Nigeria. Uh, very cool stuff, Casey. Hope you have a have a great convention this fall. And so we are, uh, if you want to know more about One Board Family and find some of our gaming coverage, you can follow us at One board Family all over the internet or go to oneboardfamily.com. Dot com uh, to find all of our writings and videos and all that great stuff along with this podcast. So uh, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and make sure that you subscribe to the Willet Game podcast. And until next time, we will see you at the table.